The railroad had brought Harker as far as the town of Bistrita, from which a diligence, or public stagecoach, traveled daily to Bukovina, a part of Moldavia to the north and west. At the Borgo Pass, some eight or nine hours along the way from Bistrita, my carriage was to be waiting, as I had informed my visitor by letter to bring him to my door. The stagecoach reached the pass at near the witching hour of twelve, an hour ahead of schedule, just as I, taking no chances, drove my own calèche with four black horses up close behind the diligence where it paused in the midnight landscape, half piney and half barren. I was just in time to hear its driver say, There is no carriage here. The heir is not expected after all. He will now come on to Bukovina and return tomorrow or the next day, better the next day. At this point, some of the peasants on board the stage caught sight of my arrival and began a timorous uproar of prayers and oaths and incantations. I pulled up closer and in a moment appeared limed in the glow of the stagecoach's lamps, wearing the coachman's uniform and a wide-brimmed black hat and false brown beard as additional disguise. These last props, having been borrowed from a gypsy who had once travelled as an actor. You are early tonight, my friend. I called over to the stagecoach driver. The English air was in a hurry. The man stammered back, not meeting my eye directly. That is why I suppose you wished him to go on to Bukovina. You cannot deceive me, my friend. I know too much, and my horses are swift. I smiled at the coach windows full of white, scared faces, and someone inside it muttered from Lenore, Didn't I, Todtin, reiten schnell? For the dead travel fast. Give me the heir's baggage, I ordered, and it was quickly handed over, and then my guest himself appeared, the only one among the passengers who dared to look me in the eye. A young man of middle size and unremarkable appearance, clean-shaven with hair and eyes of medium brown. As soon as he was on the seat beside me, I cracked my whip and off we went, Holding the reins with one hand, I threw a cloak round Harker's shoulders and a rug across his knees and said to him in German, The night is chill, mein Herr, and my master Kant bade me to take all care of you. There is a flask of Slivovitz underneath the seat if you should require it. He nodded and murmured something, and though he drank none of the brandy, I could feel him relax. Slightly. No doubt I thought his fellow passengers in the coach had been filling him with wild tales, or, more likely and worse, just dropping a few hints about the terrible place that was his destination. Still, I had great hopes that I could overcome any unpleasant preconceptions picked up by my guest. I drove deliberately down the wrong road at first to kill a little time, for that chanced to be the night, the eve of St. George.
on which all treasure buried in those mountains is detectable at midnight by the emanation of apparent bluish flames.